Are you on? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on my phone and I'm walking to my car. I should say I'm hobbling to my car. What happened to your car now? No, no, I'm hobbling to my car because I broke my toes. What? Yeah, I broke like two toes. And then I was like, eh, they'll be fine. And then I've been limping the last day and now I think I broke my big toe. <laughs> when does it's, this happen? Uh, yesterday. What? So much happened in my life yesterday. It's uh, kind of all of a whirlwind. Are you are, are you trying to compete with Anthony Davis here or something? I don't know who's that. Oh my god, the Laker <laughs> guy, Anthony uh, Davis, who always gets fucking hurt. Who got hurt yesterday and twisted an ankle? Yeah, it sucks that he twisted an ankle, but he got hurt again. Well, Mister Glass, as we all call him. <laughs> well, that's funny. It's a funny nickname. Um. I'm getting in the car, so you're gonna hear all the things of turning on cars. Did, did, did you see Peacemaker? Yes, I did. So are you yeah. are you fucking economist of this shit? Breaking your fucking ankle? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's <laughs> exactly what fucking happened. <laughs> um. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, you just sound weird. Well, I always sound weird when it goes through the Bluetooth, though. Oh, in the car. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. So how the hell did you break your toes? I don't know. Just sitting, probably. Huh? Just sitting. I don't know what caused the toes to break. I didn't, like, kick a wall and be like, oh, that broke. I just got up and my toes were so sore and I was like, the fuck happened to my feet? And I took off my socks and I was like, why are those two toes black? <laughs> and then uh, I made a joke and then it spurred some things, so I'll keep it as light as I can here just because it's fun. So it brought up the idea, people were like at work, they are like, why'd you come in? You got broken toes. And I was like, well, what would I do at home? And they're like, well, you just relax, you know, you put your feet up or something and, you know, watch TV. And I was like, but I, I could technically do that here. And either place, my toes are still going to be broken. Huh. Right? I mean, my toes are going to be broken no matter where I am. So if I got responsibilities and I can do them, fine. I mean, I'm not going to go out on a fucking target run, you know what I mean? Like... Um, are you gonna are, keep, are you gonna do your are you gonna do your daily jog? My daily what? Jog. Jogs? No, I'm not gonna do a jog right now. Um, I can't. I can't even walk to, down the street to get a coffee. That's how rough I'm at right now. You don't even need. You don't need a coffee though. I don't need coffee. That's true. I've been. I've been addicted. Um. Anyway, everybody was like, why did you come into work with a broken toe? And I explained it to him. And then I was, like, thinking about it. And I was thinking about, because as a kid, we were never really allowed, or I actually was never allowed to, like, stay homesick or have an ailment. I don't know if I ever told you this story. I'm sure I have many times. But people always find it funny, though. Uh, when I was young, I was forced to join uh, Little League. Yeah. And while I was playing Little League, the pitcher from the other team threw 
like a fastball by accident, and it hit me in the face, and it destroyed my sinus bone. Like, it actually, like, straight up, like, like, it dusted my sinus bone in parts of it. Like, there were parts of my bone in my face that were destroyed. And, uh, and most people go to the hospital, right? You think that kid's got half of his face swelled up over, he can't see out of one eye. He's definitely going to go to the doctor. His parents are going to take him home. No, I had to finish the game. Well, yeah. Yeah, you guys just walk it off. Now, yeah, walk if it I can see with my face being broken, who the fuck cares about my toes, man? Yeah. I mean, I you pitched to me and I hit, I swung before. Yeah. Well, the the ball you hit me in the balls with was not even as bad as the one in my face. That should tell you something. That should really tell you something. But you were walking around. Oh yeah, I mean, I was just, I was in a lot of pain, man. You hit me in the balls with a baseball. <laughs> With a one-armed fucking swing. It has the same fucking properties of seeing the goat at the back of the ride of the Big Thunder Mountain. Because you hit the bat with one hand, you created more force, and it felt like it got even harder. Wow. Yeah, some physics in there for you. Um, Sorry, so we buried the lead on Peacemaker. Uh, good news is, I mean, it's not great, but everybody's already spoiled it, so I feel like it's okay to talk about. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Well, like, if the news, like, if the news has a headline about the TV show, like, can it be spoiled at that point? Like, the news talked about it. Oh, they did? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was on CNN that uh, that this cameo happened. Oh, yeah. But, like, if it's in the news, then is it considered being a spoiler? I say no. I mean, since for me, because you know how I like those 80s musics, right? Yeah. For me, since freaking that endgame scene where they're like, Avengers, assemble. This was like one of the best, like, even though it was only three of them, with that song playing, when they're going to go just, let's go kill oh, yeah. fuckers. Let's go kill this cow, they said. And then they just start walking towards everybody. Yeah. One of the best scenes I have seen that I was like, oh, shit. Like, it hyped me up. Yeah. And, it takes a lot to do that. Avengers Endgame did it. But this one was way better with that song. Yeah. Which is the only no, song. Was, they did a great job. The whole show was a winner from start to finish. When people ask, like, oh, is it kind of like the boys but funny? The answer to that is no. It's its own fucking thing. And you just need to be prepared to watch something new that you're probably going to like. Yeah, and John Cena was fucking great. Who John Cena, yeah, John Cena said himself. I mean, listen, John Cena's been funny in things. Yeah. But this brought together a lot of different things for John Cena. Like, 
the acting in the end there, like when he's, you know, has to confront like these butterflies are literally doing what he has vowed to do his whole life. And he really like plays that in the show and it comes across and that's really good. And that's hard for actors to do. But, but that butterfly is going to die because it doesn't have no more. Well, yeah, he doesn't have enough any, you know, he doesn't have enough goo for it. Yeah. Or can he find more? Blah. Season two, it got confirmed. Yeah, season two. Got I'd like confirmed. to. I'd like to see it be its own series of things. Like, I'd like to see the same people, but I'd like to see the progression of their lives instead of the same thing. But I feel we're gonna have a movie in there somewhere that'll kind of sway things. Um, I love uh, the the cameo. And I'm not talking about the people from 90 Day Fiance who will wish you a happy birthday on the website cameo for 10 bucks. Oh, my God. Or the wrestlers who will do it for 450 Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're Jeez talking about... Fucking uh, Christ. Momoa and Barry Allen. Yeah. But they were joined by Wonder Woman and Super. But not the real Gal Gadot. The actors didn't appear, but Superman and Wonder Woman appeared. And and there's people complaining about that. We'll get. I'll let you know about that in a second. Uh, I I don't even want to begin to hear it. These fucking dickhead sons of bitch cuckolds. They finally get a good thing, and then they're all mad about some horseshit that nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, they're mad because Batman wasn't there, and I think uh, the other one, Cyborg. Oh, everybody's got a hard on for that cyborg actor. And they were mad that why they were were they not there? Because you don't need all of them. You that was perfect. Right, it was just some butterflies and yeah, three you people. Need, only the, one of them who had technical superpowers, but really didn't even was yeah, all they really needed. It so, was a dark side coming to kill freaking Earth. It was just butterflies. Just butterflies. It was gonna happen. I mean. I thought it was funny that they did show up regardless of her call. Like, they showed up just in time for if shit went wrong, they could save it, which I thought was very funny. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. they relate, as in they relate to, like, handling the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. They, were, they were right on time if Peacemaker pulled the fucking switch and they were transferring that cow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they were right there on time for that, and I think they did that well, and I thought that was cool. But, but the, uh, I don't care about all the people. I thought it was just cool that uh, it's confirmed that Aquaman fucks fish. That's canon now. That's canon. <laughs> that's canon. I mean, but, using your guys' words, that's fucking canon. The least that freaking Flash could have done was fucking take Hardcore to the fucking medical facility before she even died. Eh. He would have broken her neck if he ran too fast. <laughs> then Superman, fly her over there. Nobody needs to do it. Peacemaker had it under control. They don't care about these people. <laughs> Remember, this is a villain of theirs. It's not like they're friends. <laughs> like, the Justice League is anti-villains. What, so... I do like, what I do like, though, going back to uh, Peacemaker real quick. Yeah. Cameos. 
That is going back two. to see, we didn't stop talking about pacemakers, so how can you go back to these? No, because the cameos are a different thing. I'm going backwards on the show, on the show, real quick. Uh huh. Um, Peacemaker season two is still going to have his dad. T1000 is coming back. That's a ghost. Uh, right. He's going to be there. And as much as, as, a, as a fucked up character that was, he was funny. Oh, sure. He was great. I mean, talk about a way to show. I don't know the thing. I, I mean, listen, you see the white dragon, and you know he's a bad racist guy, right? Did the racist guy call anybody the N-word? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. There was a lot of insensitive comments, like a lot of insensitive things that they would say, but he never did, like... I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah. He didn't have to go to the Tarantino round. Yeah, you know what I mean? Court. He didn't have to go perfect. with Nazis. Like, he was able to just say, like, this guy's a racist piece of shit, but his racism is limited to he says awful things. Yeah. Which was perfect. That's what you Yeah, did they, did it, they did it really well. They did it really good, and then they killed them, which was perfect. They killed everybody because they were a piece of shit. Right. And then, but now he's going to become as a ghost, and he's going to fuck with his fucking head. Well, that's well, okay. I mean, can't just have a villain become a good guy because he did one good thing. No, the process. Now, my other but, thing is, he has that, from the Suicide Squad shit, he has that chip in his fucking head. So, they could blow him up anytime, still. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe they did that, but since they were going to get a season two, they changed the, the, the script. We'll see what happens. I mean, they blew up the car. I loved the vigilante part where he, like, once everything was over, he just came around from around the corner. And he was like, whoo, I killed a bunch of people. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> What's up, guys? And then they're just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> But I loved it. He, he was like, he uh, did such a good job fucking killing people too. Like his kills were so brutal. Yes, they were awesome. That was a good, good job. And all James, Gunn, James Gunn's girlfriend, Hardcore, was fucking great in that fucking fight scene. And, yeah, maybe all the fucking dweeb simps that had a problem with it can just admit that she was a good actress and it was fine. Like, yeah, uh, I fucking hate people so much, man. And, I hate and, them so much. And Peacemaker is is a better. He uses the shield way better than Captain America. Boom. Oh yeah, he fucking did that shield awesome when he shot the shield into that dude's face. Awesome. Exactly. That scene yeah. was. <laughs> Everything was awesome. Everybody did good. I appreciated the sentiment of, like, the group mentality thing that they had. Like, you know, the hardcore asked John Cena, like, why didn't you do it? Like, it's what you do. And he's just like, I had to protect my team. Yeah. And that's yeah. awesome because that was the whole thing they fucking did the whole time. It was like, yeah, the whole time yeah, we're a goddamn team, even though shit's fucked up. And then, out of bio fucked him up, and then anyway, but it's so good, man. 
They did great. Our the bio was fucking with the fucking guns, too. Oh, everybody did. Yeah, our bio was awesome with those fucking guns. <laughs> anyway, everybody was really good, and I think they did something special, and I think James Gunn is going to keep doing it for them. And I can't wait till there's Justice League with uh, Black Adam in it and James Gunn is directing it. Now, in season two, do they do a whole new opening or do they keep the same one and just add the new people, whoever comes in? I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm but that excited opening, to see I don't want to lose that opening. If they I mean, it's it always good to be there for you. That was the fucking best opening I've seen ever. Like, ever. Yeah. And well, I like what that if they opening. Can do it better. What if they can oh, do it better? <laughs> I think they can do better. I mean, I think it's great, but I think they've got their sights on something more. Because right. remember how many times you went to go see stupid Guardians of the Galaxy because the little guy doing his little dance in the beginning? Yeah. You were just like, that's the best thing in the world for this movie. And I was like, okay. And you saw it like 18 times. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, James Gunn is powerful. He's a very smart guy. Um, you know, James Gunn once premiered a film at my film school. And I got to ask him questions about it. I don't remember what I asked or what he said, but it was him, his brother, and Michael Rooker. And, and the movie was called Slither. I remember that movie. Yeah, it's like weird pink things. I think Elizabeth Banks might have been in it, too. Somebody. There was some famous actress in there. Anyway, go see Slither. It's really good, and it premiered at the Los Angeles Film School while I was going to school there. Now, was that black-haired James Gunn or gray-haired James Gunn? The what? <laughs> was it was it the dark-haired James Bond? Uh, James Bond. James Gunn or the gray-haired James Gunn? Oh, he was always dark-haired James Gunn until the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Now he looks I feel old. Like, I feel like the pandemic did a lot for people to just decide they gave up on life, which is pretty cool. I mean, I support it. You know what I mean? Had a lot of people, like, go early on to, like, I'm going to learn how to make sourdough bread. And that's, you know, you might as well just jump off a cliff there. But then you're like, eh, I don't care if I get bald or... I go gray, or I grow a grizzly man beard. <laughs> and, all right, well, one last thing about Peacemaker, and that's it. One last thing. But I'm, okay. I'm, but we're getting out of, out of this topic right now. Peacemaker, that was a piece of shit, right? Yeah. He made his brother fight. His brother and brother fight each other. One of them was Keith, right? The other one was yeah. You had a fucked up thing. I ain't going to talk about it. But your brother's name is Keith. And what happened yeah. this week? He contacted me. You want to talk about it right now? Sure. After, uh, I, as many people who may or may not have listened to my mental breakdown episode of the podcast, uh, I, I grew up in a bad home. Okay, well, we don't got to repeat all that. Let's no, just, you can, well, we're just stating I grew up in a home of child abuse. Okay. And to get away from child abuse, I burned every bridge to my former life. 
before moving to California as much as I could. And one of those bridges was to my brother. And the last time I spoke to my brother was when he called me to inform me that my mother passed away. And that was the last time we spoke. That was about five years ago. But even before that, I would say we went three to four years without talking, building up a good thing. Uh, The other day, out of nowhere, he contacts me on LinkedIn, and he's like, hey, uh, it's been a while. I think we should talk and call me. And so I called him late last night, and we talked for about an hour and a half. And uh, it was very interesting. It was very helpful to me and damning, but helpful overall uh, to know that I wasn't misremembering this shit, that it all really happened. And then there were even more things. Uh, A couple of my favorite things that came out, though. Uh, Coming out, speaking of, uh, my brother came out. I'm not sharing anything outside of that. He's a proud guy, and he wants to have sex with men or women or whatever their fucking tallywhackers got. He doesn't mind, um, which is awesome. Good for him. Uh, he's he's doing well. He through our life struggled with weight just like I did. Uh, And at the beginning of the pandemic, he decided to do something about it, and he lost over 200 and some odd pounds. I sent you the photo. Pretty impressive, right? It is pretty impressive. It's like a whole different person. I don't even like. I don't even know the person who he is now. Like with the face he has now, that's such a foreign person. Like, wow, I don't even know. You know. So he was like, he was big like me could tell and i'm talking to people on youtube right now okay and he lost almost what like 300 yeah he was 410 and now he's 190 so is that 210 you lost yeah yeah that's impressive it is and i you know i'm not discounting or anything but just so people know because it does sound weird yeah if you're over if you're over 400 pounds with your permission, real quick, could I put those pictures on the YouTube? Nah. nah. No. Nah. Okay. I don't know Sorry, you face out there. So I don't know they want the space out there. I mean, well, I'll cover the face. Well, what? We'll talk about. It. We'll see. I don't. Know. I don't think so. But anyway, he was. It, it was impressive. Yeah. Um. And so, but I was just trying to say, like, if you weigh over four hundred pounds. When you do lose weight, you lose it incredibly fast. It's like a part of your body's chemistry at that point. It's really weird. But anyway, he did amazing. He lost a ton of weight, and he did so good. It's not and, that bad. Uh, and... I have a treadmill. Uh, yeah, he was doing... He's hiking, he says, is the thing. Um, but there were a lot of things that made me happy. I'm going to share two stories... I think they're okay. So, <laughs> I, as you know, am not okay with holidays, right? I don't like holidays. I fucking hate them. And it has a lot to do with my childhood. 
And every holiday was like overly celebrated in our household. And there were a ton of tchotchkes and horse shit like that, right? While I was talking to my brother, I mentioned that because of our combined trauma, I stopped celebrating Christmas, essentially, and have gone to Hanukkah. And he was like, that's awesome. Stop celebrating all holidays altogether. And I said, oh, and he goes, you'll be happy to know that every single one of the tchotchkes from our childhood and decorations from things are gone. He destroyed them all. And and they're all gone. So their evil can't inhabit the world any longer. Isn't that amazing? So all like the memories. All of those all of the things that were with that that led to those memories, they're all gone. Wow. Basically I found out that my entire childhood and his is gone. Which is awesome. Which sounds not right, but it's awesome. So when we grew up, we lived in a very haunted house in the town of Bethel, Connecticut. You may know this town as the town from where Annabelle, the weird doll from all those movies, are from. I didn't live in a house with Annabelle. I lived in a home where there was a light on a, a cord over my bed, and I would wake up, like, constantly every week to that like that light circling my bed 360 degrees over and over in different rates of speed and then it would turn on and off anyway throughout the whole history of that house it was crazy haunted it was eventually given to my uncle who was trying to renovate it and he brought in a oil company to fill in on the east coast you have like a big tank full of crude oil that like heats your home for the winter and your, you know, it's not natural gas, legitimately oil that they bring in. Well, he had that brought in, but the little safety thing that said when the tank was full never went off. And the entire basement was filled with over a thousand gallons of oil. Yeah. The oil technician saw that, freaked out, went up, Stairs, but as he went upstairs, his hand grazed the light switch, which caused a spark downstairs, and the house ignited and burned to the ground. Wow. Awesome. 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 Nobody in the house died. I don't want that to be a thing that people think I'm happy that somebody died like that. But, like, this point of torture was gone forever. Uh, all the Christmas presents all gone. I found out that my father finally passed and all these other things. Anyway, so my whole childhood's dead and somehow I feel better knowing that. And, uh, we just got to talk and he, we both never realized this. And I'll explain this to you. I think I told you the other day, uh, and maybe for people who will listen, they'll get this more. If you've ever seen the movie The Room with Brie Larson, it's a movie about she has a child and she loves him so much that she's smothering him and she's afraid that he'll see the outside. So she fakes a kidnapping and then pretends that their life is constantly in danger so he can't break the spell with her. 
Uh, essentially, that's what happened to him and I our entire lives. And he had gone on to ask people, like, something that I never could. And he said to people, he's like, listen, I know it wasn't your thing, but why didn't you ever say something or do something to save us? And that simple thing is so important. But I also understand nobody could have ever done anything. But... Uh, I don't know where I was going, but everything was really good and positive, and I'm not going down deeper holes. I'm obviously still dealing with some stuff, but it's much better, and I love everything about it. It was really nice to talk to him. It's been such a long time. You know what he asked me first, Michael? What? He asked, are you still friends with that guy that I met out there? (laughs) And I said, yeah. And he was just like, the one with the kid, right? And I said, yep. He was like, that was your family. He goes, he was like, that family was more your family than we are. Wow. It's true. I said, said, you're right. That's 100% accurate. Um, He appreciated that. And I can hear Jason say, except for that kid, though. Except for that what? Except for that kid. I tried the best with him, but it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? You lost him. I tried real hard, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't easy, but <laughs> we we lost them along the way, man. Um, we lost them here speaking at the Adventures. Speaking of things we've lost along the way, uh, I lost my pick for the Super Bowl. I picked that the Bengals were going to win, and they did not. I picked that the Rams were going to win. And no, they did. no. Did I? I forgot. I, I forgot that the Rams were gonna win. I wanted LA to win, and but the Bengals were gonna win, so I think I lost. But yeah. God damn it's a good it! Game. I hate the Rams. I couldn't wow. go for them. I could not go for them. I tried going for them because they're from LA. They beat the Niners. I could not freaking go for them. Couldn't. And did you see what happened in the parade? Uh, I I saw what happened on the stage. Matt yeah. Stafford was somewhere and he let a lady fall and he just shrieked it back. What? A- I mean, listen. Here's my thing. What the fuck did you want Matt Stafford to do? Number one, he had been drinking, right? Like if you look at the party bus things, he's been drinking a lot. But at least he could have been like, oh, are you? Okay? He made a face. He made a face and no, he, he passed said, by his oh wife and his wife went forward. He said, oh, my God, and turned around. Yeah, because he didn't want to laugh in her face. Yeah, he could have went over there real quick and be like, hey, you okay? Cool, thumbs up. And then take off, at least. He I did. know what you would have done. I would have laughed. Yeah, you would have laughed right in her face, and you still wouldn't have helped her up. So I don't know where you're coming but, off high and here. He did, he did a Larry David. I could see Larry David pulling something like that and be yeah. like, eh? And everybody was like, you fucking Larry David, why didn't you help her? Why would, I had a beer. Why would I help yeah. her? <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't you help her? <laughs> when I saw that she fell, I didn't hear that fucking song from Kirby Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome, man. I love it. Um, but, but, I, I guess he felt bad, or I don't know what's going on, that he's going to pay for all the medical bills. I yeah. think he's doing that. So well, he got, got to Stafford. He got skewered in the press, so that's why. Yeah, that's why. But still, 
Good job, Matthew Stout. He could have done nothing. It's not his fault. He should have done nothing. That's what I think he yeah, should have done. It's I think that was fault. a great accident. It's an accident. Uh, but that uh, was funny. But besides that, did you see all the fans? What do you mean, all the fans? Yeah. Oh, all, that were out there? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't nobody, really. Oh, well, that's the, it was all Because of the, the fucking Rams. If it was the Niners, it would have been a huge fucking parade in San Francisco with thousands of people there. I ain't going to go there. I'm already mad. Yeah, well, that's because that's San Francisco's got nothing else, and L.A. people are fucking busy, man. No, bullshit. <laughs> the Dodgers win. Everybody. And there win. was no parade for the Dodgers. Not this, not this time. When the Lakers win, everybody's freaking out. Not this last one. Well, of course not this last one because of COVID. I'm talking about past ones, especially when Kobe won them. Wow. Everybody was out. You know what? I don't care about the rest, and they freaking moved to St. Louis first. <laughs> then they want to come wow. back and kiss ass to L.A. Everybody wants to come to L.A., man. L.A. is the coolest. I'm hating on Rams fans. Rams are fine. Just, just, I'm a Niners fan, you know. You gotta, you gotta hate every once in a while. You do gotta hate. Yeah. But they won. Congratulations to the Rams and their little parade in L.A. Uh, what was your favorite moments of the Super Bowl? Uh, commercials, halftime shows, plays, things. I'll tell you mine. Uh, my favorite time was when OBJ got hurt. Um, my second, that was my favorite moment of the Super Bowl was when OBJ got hurt. Because you know what? You don't play for the Giants, then you don't play, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, um, the game I, was fine. It was exciting, but uh, my favorite part was the freaking halftime show. Halftime show is great. I wish it was like more. Huh? I wish it was more. And you know what I'd like to see from them? I want to see them all go on like a tour together and just tour around America with that show. Because I'd go to the fuck out of that. Like, if there isn't a concert that featured all of those guys, I would go to that concert. If every one of those people, like... Not 50 Cent or Anderson Pack, but if Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg went on tour together and they each did like 25 minutes on stage, I'd be like, that's an awesome show. You know what I mean? They come out, do their hits, maybe last like little thing all together, and it's over. They make so much money. You know what? Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, and I'm sticking Ice Cube just for personal reasons because I like Ice Cube more. <laughs> There's a little fair coming at Orange County Fair. Freaking Weird Al Yankovic did it. You're not too proud to do it either. Go over there. We'll buy tickets. I'll buy tickets at a bigger place. It doesn't need to be the OC Fair. Come on. Come on. I mean, usually you get a ticket to the concert for Early free for coming to that place. Go for oh, it. is it finally coming back? I, don't, I think they are. That's good. I don't know. I haven't heard nothing about it. They've but, been gone for the last three years. Yeah, it has. I thought the I thought the OC Fair was on last year, though. The OC Fair was on last year, but you had to make a reservation to go. Oh, well, that's everywhere now. Uh, and then you still had to wear masks and stuff outside, so it was dumb. Nobody went. It was like, you can go, but you can't eat anything. 
But what it did lead to was something awesome, was down by Santa Anita Park at the um, racetrack in L.A. Yeah. They did, like, they did, like, a fake L.A. fair with all the normal food vendors and stuff that would be at the fair and a couple of rides and stuff like that. And they just put it on for free in the parking lot of the racetrack because the racetrack got nothing else going on. That's true. So they were like, yeah, we can do a fair here for two weeks. That racetrack got a lot of shit coming to it. I mean, for Christmas, I went to a drive-thru uh, christmas light show. And it was stupid, but it was funny. They do a lot of things. Though. Every time I pass through that damn 210, I see something new happen. Yeah, they always got something going on in Santa Anita. Um, if they're not killing horses, they're killing fun. Do you have any favorite commercials from the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, I think one might expect me to say the Larry David uh, commercial. Um, but I'm going to go with the commercial that has made the biggest change in my life since the uh, Super Bowl. Do you know what it is? No. Coinbase. Why Coinbase? Well, I went on Coinbase to get my free $15 of Bitcoin from the commercial that had the DVD logo that was going in the corner. Yeah. And uh, I... Sign up with a whole new account, and while I was there, I realized I could do a ton of crazy shit with crypto, and I started to look at things, and I might be an annoying crypto person now. Oh, no. Well, so here's the deal. Coinbase gave me $35 worth of coins that I could technically cash out today for $25. I'm already $25 ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I wanted to buy, like, more crypto, they would charge me a fee for that. They would be like, oh, well, if you want $20 of this, it's going to cost you $9, right? Yeah. Well, if you get a part of your paycheck direct deposited to Coinbase, they will pay that fee for you. Mm. So, like, if I buy – so right now I got it set up where every paycheck is going to put in $50, but it's going to put $50 into Bitcoin. And it's just going to automatically buy it at whatever the price is that day. And maybe it goes down, maybe it goes up, whatever. I'll explain that in a second. But by doing that 50 bucks, I never have to pay the 7 bucks it costs to buy the crypto. Which is genius. I'm going to save so much in crypto buying by just doing this slow roll of small amounts of money to make sure I don't get fucked. So you're going to stick with Coinbase, that's what you're saying. Yeah, Coinbase, it's just a place to capture everything, and they have a card that you use with your iPhone that, like, you know, they trans- They just do everything for you there. It's very easy. I'm sure Crypto.com and FTX and BuyRate and all the other places in the world do the same thing. I find Coinbase the most user-friendly for myself, 
as a person who's not out there with, you know, fancy crypto keys and all that horse shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, what I discovered is that let's say you put $100 in your savings account at your bank. Let's say your savings account has a 2% interest rate on that. You're going to potentially make two bucks tops. I actually, I don't even know. You think you make like 20 cents or something, right? Yeah. But if I put the same amount of money that I'd put into my savings account, like if I put in 100 bucks to my savings account and it only increased 20 cents, I'd be like, okay, it's a win in the right column, right? If I put $100 into uh, Bitcoin, the daily rate of change could be 10%. So by the end of the month, I might have 9% more money than I had. I might have 10% less. I might have 20% more. Fuck, I might have 1,000% more at any time. So what I'm saying is like, there's never a time where I'm going to get to a place where like, I'm going to let too much of the money I've invested go away. You know what I mean? Like if I invest 200 bucks and everything is going to be valued at 175 and the market's crashing and it's going to go down way worse and not come back up, I would sell, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think that at this point, it's pretty close to a fluctuating scale of, 10 to 20% a month, that's a huge turnaround. Even if I just pulled that money out every month with that little credit card, that's a huge amount of money returned that I wouldn't get anywhere else. I got to get into this crypto thing. Anyway, yeah, you you can now direct deposit portions of your paycheck. Like, you know how you do it to, like, four different accounts? Yeah. You can do like a fifth account that just goes to crypto. And you can choose which one you buy. You can choose Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, whatever you want. I'm, right now, I only invest in Bitcoin for my uh, pay. But like if I was going to buy coins, I'd buy Ethereum uh, as well, just because both of them are pretty stable. Like Ethereum is what everything is based on, and Bitcoin is the most popular one. We're all going to be paying in crypto in the future. I hope so, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's weird that today I have a different amount of money than I did yesterday, but it's not such a drastic amount. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so far I've really made $12, but over the last, like, just today I lost 2 But that just means I really still have made $10. You know what I mean? It's all a very weird bet game. And, you know, I like to gamble, and instead of going to the casino and putting in 100 bucks, I'm going to put 100 bucks of crypto into a different type of gamble every month. But if you do gamble, gamble responsibly. If you do gamble, gamble Bitcoin. <laughs> um, it is, like, odd. It is, like, buying portions of stock and things like that as well, you know. It, it, it's got its own thing. Uh, I have- anyway. I still have Bitcoin. I have Dogecoin, Dodge, whatever it was. Dogecoin, yeah. That's still. I, I still haven't touched it, and it had gone so down. I think I lost a hundred bucks on that thing. You lost fifty cents per Dogecoin you had. 
Wow. So I, I think you, how much did you initially buy into? I think I bought it at one fifty. One hundred and fifty dollars. So it's uh, hundred and fifty, and that was at like seventy-five cents. So yeah, it's worth like fifty, sixty bucks right now. Shit. Sixty, seventy bucks. Well, you know, here's the thing that happens to Bitcoin and Ethereum already. If you look at like what their totals were at one point, like Bitcoin right now, I think is like thirty six thousand dollars per bitcoin yeah but at one point it was seventy five thousand dollars and people were like well that's just crazy you know what i mean yeah so the people who cashed out when they had 75 you know are, are doing very well but the people who had 75 and are now down to the normal 35 sometimes you gamble and lose i will tell you on coinbase you can exchange your Dogecoin for other coins. And if you're going to join Coinbase, reach out to me, because then we both get extra money. I'll let you know this weekend. Yeah, we both get extra money. On Saturday's video, we'll see if I join. Okay, yeah, when we're doing the, the live video for the WWE. Uh, while I'm talking about this, I think we got to stop for a second so I can pause our recording so we don't go over I'll send you the email invite in a sec. All right. Okay. We pick back up where we left off. Um, anyway, uh, WWE, this Saturday, live from a uh, problematic country of Saudi Arabia. So what, are we going to do a live one? I don't, I don't think it's live. I don't think I'm getting to your house at fucking nine, man. <laughs> Like, I'm certainly not in a rush to see Brock Lesnar uh, win. You know what I mean? Well, he's not going to win. There's a lot of twists and turns. That's what I was reading. Cody Rhodes is going to come out. He's going to punch him on the eye. Cody Rhodes is not going to take a flight to freaking Saudi Arabia this late. Unless they give him. They want you to think. $2 million. Unless they give him $2 million, he'll do it. Do you think that's a problem? Do you know how much money WWE got paid for this event? From the government of Saudi Arabia, not even what the door brings. Wasn't in. it like something like around thirty million? Fifty million. Fifty. Do you know that fifty million dollars is double ever the amount of money that they brought in with a WrestleMania, including the pay per view buys? Yeah. How how could they not afford to give Cody Rhodes two million dollars to fly in there because for a minute? Because the people in Saudi Arabia, I don't know. It's not about that. I'm saying if there's ever a time to shock the world with some shit, number one, Stone Cold shows up, and number two, Cody Rhodes shows but, up. But that's my thing. If Stone Cold shows up, people know Stone Cold. I don't think the people in Saudi Those Arabia... Those people over Cody. there do. But here in America, so, we do. So we will be shocked. Right. Well, but, but it's not... They don't need to shock the people over there. They need to keep the entertainment going. They, exactly. You know, the, the government over there didn't ask for them to have two women's matches. WWE is just trying to do their best so people don't cry about it. People over here don't cry about it. Yeah, yeah, no. People in Saudi Arabia think this is the greatest shit ever. I mean, I don't know how to say this. Like, just because 
people are behind the times doesn't make a monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand that. It's different cultures, different. Right, it's a different culture, and it's a, it's understandable that their culture is awful to us. Yeah, but it is theirs, and they're not asking you to adopt. Yeah, now, when point, you go over there, and going over there. So there's right when you go mix the worlds, then that's when you get your hands bloody. But it's not something we really need to have a say in, unless you are somebody who greatly cares about everybody other than yourself, which yeah. is not me. Um. Anyway, what are your predictions for uh, greatest Royal Rumble elimination chamber in a Muslim country ever? Well, Becky. Well, I'll, I'll start with the girls because I think I don't want to mess them up. Becky Lynch uh, will beat Nita. I don't know any parts of it other than Brock Lesnar's in the thing and Goldberg's in the thing. I don't know that much either. There's some matches I might not know, but uh, I think Becky Lynch will beat Nita. Because Lita and Becky Lynch are fighting for the title. Will we have a surprise there? I don't know. I think that we'll see Lita win for a rematch at WrestleMania because Charlotte's already got stuff to do. Yeah, but what is? I'll get to WrestleMania in a minute. Better. All right, that's your prediction. Uh, well, that, that was my prediction on that one. I don't know anything. Yeah. The Elimination Chamber, I don't know all the participants yet, but I know uh, Alexa Bliss just made it in. Yeah, she's going to win. And I don't know who else is in there. Naomi. The, um, is Doudrop in there? Uh, I don't know. I know uh, Charlotte's Bianca in there. Bianca Belair's in there. And I think Ronda Rousey has to fight with one arm tied behind her back or something now. But that's a tag match, right? I don't know. I read some horse shit about it today. I don't know what the fuck it was. Maybe it was for for SmackDown or something. No, it's a tag team match with her and Naomi versus... Charlotte and somebody. Charlotte and um, and Sonya Deville. Ah. But I don't know if that's happening at SmackDown, the following... I think that's SmackDown, because she's definitely... Fighting or no? Is Ronda Rousey in the elimination chamber? No, because she's already won the. She's a, she's she's uh she won the Royal Rumble. She don't need to be in the elimination chamber. Oh, but I thought she was gonna try to win the belt or something. I don't know. No. Um. There's oh, no well, then she's probably not gonna fight. The women. Gotcha. Charlotte's not fighting in the elimination the the chamber. But the people fighting in the chamber. I, I guess that's for Raw Becky Lynch title. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Bianca Belair people? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Raw. Do drop. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones who are in Alexa the Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Raw. Yeah, it's going to be Alexa Bliss. Carmella win. is in there. Carmella's in there, but they're going to let her be the final because she's in the show. Yeah, they're going to promote the, the new web show. Right, but that's it's not going to go huge, you know what I mean? Like, they'll have her in there as, like, one of the last two or three. I think Bianca Belair wins it because they're going to set up the rematch. I, 
I don't think so. I think Becky Lynch or uh, Becky, yeah, I think that Alexa Bliss wins and she wins the title from what's her face at WrestleMania and then gets to kick the Lily team at that point. Bianca will win. All right. I've heard the men's elimination chamber. That's Brock Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, uh, Austin Theory. The only reason he's in there is because Kevin Owens doesn't want to fly to over there. Uh, uh, What's his name? AJ Styles? And I'm missing one more, I think. Oh, Seth Rollins. That's that's freaking Rollins. Freaking Rollins. Freaking Rollins. You have to say it so many times so it could uh, catch on. Can I just say that uh, Pat McAfee might be actually in love with Seth freaking Rollins? And fr- yeah, because Seth freaking Rollins. But did you watch his? Seth did you watch his show? Everything. Seth freaking Rollins is gonna did go you... buy a car tomorrow. Fuck, that pisses me off. Did you watch the had the interview with Brock Lesnar? That was one of the best interviews I've seen. It's awesome. Time. It was really good time. I'd never seen Brock oh. Lesnar like that. No, he was very relaxed and chill and not weird. It was good. I like I like what he said though. What he about said, what? He said, and I'm as I'm pointing at this camera over here, all these new wrestlers gotta stop doing freaking these floppity moves. He didn't say floppity, but he said they're trying to show off their next move. Just stick to the storyline. Good guy, bad guy. That's it. I disagree with that statement. He said it. He goes, that's all you need. You don't need all this next big move. Get over by doing it yourself. He only got over from doing the same move a hundred friggin' times in a row. People still cheer him. Yeah, but not at first. They didn't cheer him for a long, long time. Because he was a bad guy. Right, but he didn't... (laughs) When he, he came only out, got over because of his out, character and move thing. That music hits, all the fans pop, no matter what. I'm just saying your statement of that the other people shouldn't be doing moves is stupid. He didn't have to do moves. He did not. Ricochet needs to do moves. But there's no... He said build your character. Don't think of... He didn't say you don't have to do moves. He said don't try to be doing the next big move. So that the people could cheer, like get a cheap pop, like Mick Foley would say it. What he's saying is, don't just do moves to get a cheap pop, because they'll forget about you. Build your character up. So, so you Come think Cesaro? So you think Cesaro has only done his moves to get cheap pops? But he has no character. The truth. He has no character, but it's not his fault. Somebody gave him the character and only will let him play that character. Somebody tells Ricochet, you're going to go out there, you're going to do a bunch of flips, and you're going to lose. But they're telling him that. They're making the best out of that. He hasn't brought nothing to the table. Look at freaking. Cesaro has brought everything to the table, so much so that the fans ache for his fucking time on screen. And that's that's the problem. The fans just want to see these moves now. No, his character is over, but they won't allow him to be over. It's not that they don't allow him to be over. They don't allow him to be over. He doesn't know how to talk on the camera. He sucks at talking. It's been proven. He forgets his lines. So it's like, 
the game. Well, maybe you have it so you don't give them the most lines. You know who also doesn't have the most lines? The guy who is Brock Lesnar used to come out with Paul Heyman, who said every word for him for the better part of eight years. Yeah, but he was a monster. It's not about the individual wrestler's ability to get their character over. It is about being supported by the company to get that character over, which he was at every step of his path. So his idea of that is inaccurate. No. In his world, if you, see, if you, see, in his his world, style, if you were a card on your character, you're going to get over. First of all, AJ Styles comes out with a freaking gimmick, and it got, it got over because he brought it over, and he could talk. He wasn't the best talker at first, but he grew into the, one of the best talkers, and that's why he's up there. And right, and fought. it also took him how many fucking years to get to the level where he was able to do the talk and go to the WWE. Exactly. It took him so right. long. The same amount almost as Ricochet. Ricochet. Right, he was and he developed a good character, and then he, he was got to the WWE, and WWE said, we don't value you, and he was like, I'll show you my value. And he went out, and luckily the fans gave a shit about him. And he fucking got over because his normal character of being who he was was something people enjoyed. I like, I like Also, Rick, fuck I you, like Tesla, Rick. in front of me. But if you see all his, all his old out-of-WWE stuff, he was just doing wrestling. He's a wrestler. And WWE is not about the wrestling no more. You know that. It's about the superstar. Right. It is. And that's what they do. And I get it. But if you're not booked, if you're not backed at WWE by a superstar, the only thing you can do to get to the WWE and stay there is do fucking cheap pop moves. Look at Shinsuke got a character, but he can't talk. So who do they put next to him? Booze. It's all character. And, and Chiske only does like three or four moves now. He could do way more. We all know that. But now he only right. does like three or four moves. Because he doesn't need to do nothing big no more. He has a character. And that character like, oh shit, here he comes. With booze. And who do they go at? Like, Pat McAfee starts dancing on the table. You the, think you think Shinsuke Nakamura came up with the idea that Boogs should shred no, a guitar? No, they did not. But they no. were smart enough to put him with him because now he became like people want to see it because of Boogs, and then they want to see Shinsuke in the ring. They don't want to see Boogs right. in in the ring. Boogs, right? Is but they Shinsuke is the wrestler. You need something like that, and right, they have done it a lot of times with Ricochet. Them. But they gave them the character and then pushed them. They yeah, gave them and then pushed them. Ricochet, they gave it to him. He did it. They never pushed him. Cesaro, they gave Edward it to Walker. him. They never pushed him. Uh, Xavier Woods. They he gave him a great character. They never gave him a big enough push. But he's up there now. Xavier he's Woods up there now. He's the fucking as, as king big. of the ring. He's hurt right now, by the way. Yeah, I get it. But people forget about who was the queen of the ring. People don't even know that fucking Zelina Vega is queen of the ring. She's doing great right now as a character. Nobody gives a shit about her character. They're not pushing her. 
She can do everything she wants with her character, and the fans can like her. Okay. But they're not pushing her at the end of the day. The only Listen. person anybody gives a fuck about is Alexa Bliss. Fucking, they, I, I, anyway. Yes, they do a great job at creating superstars. They treat all their other people Rhea like Ripley shit. is on TV every week. It's not the- their fault. Rhea Ripley has a character. She's on TV every week. And they didn't push her, and she's been fucking destroyed to where she's now fighting with a person who's wearing a goddamn cape every week. And that's fine, but she's on TV. No, it's not fine. It's a fucking fart. She's on TV every week. The fart. Everybody still sees her because she has a character, and she's doing it well. The fart. You know who you don't I see every I feel like week? I need to get food at the grocery store or something, but I don't think I can actually walk. You got Maybe I could get one of those carts that, like, they drive you through, you know? Jesus Christ. Am, am I old enough for that? Yeah, and, and now you can go to Disneyland and use one of those. Never. Oh, that was the other thing I meant to tell you. So, I did mention that a part of, like, my parents trying to make it up to us kind of thing was they would take us to Disney World every couple of years. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it for obvious reasons. But it was one of the times where kind of believe it was like my mother's happiness, right? Yeah. Uh, so my brother, when my mother passed, we didn't have a funeral. We did. There was nothing to celebrate it. Not because of anything bad. Just like, do you really need to see all the awful people who didn't do anything to help you, even though they could have? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, there was nothing done. So he was trying to find a way to honor her, and in all the things, he also, you know, destroyed all our old pictures because of how awful they all were. Anyway, while he was going through, he discovered a picture of her smiling at Disney World, and he submitted it to a contest at the Smithsonian, because I guess the Smithsonian's going to do, like, a collage of photos. Yeah. To, like, make another image from Disney. But if you look hard, you can see the image. And uh, apparently her picture was approved. And she's going to be in the mural. Wow. And that's her remembrance in life, is that she's going to be on the wall in the Smithsonian. That's good. And, right? and when, I go to, when I go to the Smithsonian, I get to say, I was uh, mentally abused this day. And then people will laugh. What did you just drop? Yeah, it's an ambulance. I'm driving home, not sitting in front of a green screen and staring at a uh, camera that may or may not be filming the entire part of your body. I hope it is. I think I said it. Did you even check? I did try to check. All right, we'll see how you did. I mean, here, let's do this real quick because we we went off topic because we were fighting about characters. Elimination, Elimination Chamber. I got the people that are going to be in it. Okay. Ready? We're going to have a Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss in a False Count Anywhere match. Oh, man. I bet, you, I bet you Mad Cat Moss gets help from Baron Corbin. He will, but I think and, Drew McIntyre And it'll be, wins. Two, it'll be tied one at one, and then Drew McIntyre will win. All right. The next match, Ronda Rousey and Naomi, they are going. Wow. I think they're going to have three 
three women's matches. Wow, crazy. Ronda Rousey, Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. I think Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville wins because they have to make Ronda Rousey look weak for she could win the title wrestling. I think that Ronda Rousey is going to win. I think she's going to get beat up on and getting taken out kind of early. And I think Naomi's going to go in and beat some Sonya Deville ass. And then it's going to turn again to where Ronda Rousey looks like she's getting her ass hooked, but then she's going to get Charlotte in the armbar thing. And Charlotte's going to go crazy. And then Sonya Deville's going to, like, pull her out of it or something. And Sonya Deville and, gets pinned. And then Sonya Deville gets pinned or armbar. That's, yeah. that's the same exact way. And that's, that's how it'll win. It'll be like the, the things are stacked against Ronda Rousey, but she still wins anyway. All right. There's no reason to make her look weak. And then yeah. you don't have to have Charlotte actually lose. It's like someone else's fault that Charlotte All right. Lost. I could see that. And Next then Naomi match. doesn't lose any face in her match. You know you know what I mean? Like, a full win for the other team doesn't make any sense. Like, Naomi needs to win to continue her feud with Sonya Deville indirectly. And uh, Charlotte Flair doesn't need to lose to not lose here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Next so. match. The Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the tag team titles. Uh, that match is called Things I Don't Care About. Usos win. Yeah, it's stupid. Viking Be- Raiders. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus uh, Lita. We, I said Becky Lynch will win. You said Lita. Lita. Yeah, I think Lita's going to win and I think that she's going to Make it to WrestleMania. I know that a lot of the people in the Elimination Chamber, or maybe they are all raw, but I got a feeling that even though they'll fight Lita for it, and it'll be like a new birth of the Women's Championship, and I think it'll be good. Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. Uh, I bet you Roman Reigns is going to win. <laughs> Roman Reigns. That's what I, I, I think. I don't somebody, even want to mention it. Roman Reigns. I just, well, I somebody um, posted a photo of an image when Cody was in AEW and he had a golden shovel. And they were like, this is Cody right now on his way to go bury Roman Reigns and Goldberg. <laughs> um, uh, Elimination Chamber. Participants, women, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, who I said will win, Doudrop, Nikki Ash, and Alexa Bliss. If, if, well, I think Alexa Bliss wins no matter what. So never mind. I got Bianca Belair. Um, And in the men's, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, AJ Styles. And the winner is champion. Now, is that I'm Bobby Lashley. I'm Bobby Lashley. But they might do a title for title match. But I'm picking Bobby Lashley on this one. Uh, I think that's a safe bet. I will say that I do think that Brock Lesnar wins. And they do a title for title. Yeah. 
think about for elimination chambers? Who will put someone through the glass first? What wrestler will put somebody through the plexiglass? God damn. Bobby Lashley will put Austin Theory through the glass first. I think we're going to get a shock. I think that Bobby Lashley is going to put um, Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar through it. All right. My guess. I just think Austin Theory needs to. Um, it's like a hazing. Uh, he's sure. a new kid. And, he, might, he might get ragdolled for sure. They're like, all right, new kid, here you go. It's first elimination chamber, which is also Brock Lesnar's first elimination uh, first chamber. So he might get hazed too. So who knows? Oh, man. I hope nobody hits Brock Lesnar. He won't know how to defend himself. He won't. That's Ron Roman. Going back real quick, though, going back to – you just reminded me of this one. Going back to – um. The interview with Pat McAfee. Mm. Did you see when uh, Brock Lesnar? They asked Brock Lesnar, "Did you see how Seth Rollins get attacked by a fan?" And he got up oh, and yeah. the microphone. He's like, "I dare someone to do that." I dare. Yeah, he's like, "I fucking dare somebody." <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah, but anyway, Elimination Chamber this Saturday at nine a.m. here where we live, East Coast at twelve, right? Yeah, and I we won't uh we won't be live streaming, but we'll we'll watch it on Saturday for sure. Yeah. Are yeah, they going to have the replay available right away, or do we have to wait like seven hours? I think they'll have it right away. They usually I have hope it. so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do you want to call the episode? The peaceful chamber. Stupid. What? It was, I put Peacemaker and the Elimination Chamber together. I mean, I'll name it, but it's a stupid name. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, 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 all right, I got a better one. The Brothers of Destruction Reunite. Oh, awful. No. Even yeah, worse. So many words. Reunited. So many words. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'll see you Saturday. Saturday. What movie? Comes out? Well, you just said movies Saturday. What is movie? I said we'll be here Saturday. Uh, I I was like, there ain't no movies. There is a movie. Uncharted. What? There's no movies. It comes out with Mark Wahlberg. You can see Mark Wahlberg tell Tom Holland, say hi to your mother for me. Fuck you. Steal my joke. <laughs> First All right, only for Saturday Night Live, so don't. Not your joke. I am, but I put it together first, and then you just repeat it because you knew that. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. I'm gonna go heal my broken foot. Yeah, go cry like economist. <laughs> I love when he had to come to grips with his dive dude. That was might be the most heartbreaking minute of cinema in the world. You were heartbroken? It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. I didn't think anybody noticed until somebody incessantly made fun of it. So even, hard, man. Even John Cena was heartbroken. Yeah, fucking die beard, man. 
He's just so busy. He doesn't got time. He thought he was doing the right thing. He bought fucking L'Oreal because he's living paycheck to paycheck because living in fucking spec ops doesn't pay much. <laughs> Die beard. Die beard. I love, I love when uh, <laughs> Adebayo was doing something and John Cena was yelling at her and, and <laughs> Vigilante was like, you don't yell at my best friend. You don't yell at my fifth best friend. Easy either. <laughs> and I thought the that fifth. was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, alright man, talk to you later. Everybody enjoy. You didn't give your socials. Oh, yes. Uh, people from Spotify, Apple Podcast. Follow me everywhere at Mikey's Adventures YT, Mikey's Adventures YT, and on YouTube, you can follow me at Mikey's Adventures. Amazing. That was quick, right. right? That was perfect. I didn't. I didn't. All right, bye. Bye, everybody. All right, I'll see you guys in the next podcast.